If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. I now have the trust in myself to pump the brakes and trust that I know where the gas pedal lies. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? <laughs> no way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Holy moly, when I say that this episode was a long time in the making, I truly mean it. The email thread between my producer, Kylie, and the Almost 30 team was like 40 messages long. But don't worry, it was all for good reason. Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsick are busy women running their podcast and their membership group and serving and serving and serving their community so beautifully. And then there was me, busy growing a human in my belly and running a business and balancing life with work and finding new ways to find peace in the busiest of seasons. But here we are with recorded evidence that all of our schedules finally aligned to have a conversation about life and business and being a mom and all the things in between. You probably heard their interview on Gold Digger a few months back. I'll link it in the show notes for you in case you missed it. It was a really good one. And I also had the pleasure of sharing the mic with Krista and Lindsay on their show, The Almost 30 Podcast. I really love the chat so much that I asked if I could share that interview with all of you here on Gold Digger. So that's exactly what you're about to hear. Now, truth be told, I don't do a whole lot of interviews on other shows these days, something I hope to change once I'm back from maternity leave for sure. But this one was a special reminder that it is so much fun to hop into someone else's podcast universe and talk about topics that don't always come up on my own show. So here we go. Here it is, my interview on the Almost 30 podcast with Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsick. This is so exciting. My friend Amy Porterfield and her podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy, are officially on the HubSpot Podcast Network. If you've been around the Gold Digger podcast for a while, you know that Amy is one of the reasons why I launched my own show. Well, now we're BFFs and the rest is podcasting history. 
With a focus on online business, including digital courses, list building, social media, and webinars, Online Marketing Made Easy breaks down big ideas and strategies into actionable step-by-step processes. And the show's designed to get you more results with a whole lot less stress. If you like Gold Digger, I can pretty much guarantee that you're going to love Amy's show too. She digs into topics like seven email copywriting tips to convert subscribers and what happens when a launch doesn't go as planned and so much more. Listen to online marketing made easy wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're just gonna just gonna roll into it. You know how we do. Very casual and conversational. Yeah, we were just admiring the belly a few minutes ago. That's so weird. It's so crazy. And I know this journey with pregnancy has been different and you've had, you know, you experienced miscarriages before Coco. I'd love to just catch everyone up with how this pregnancy journey has been, having your second, how different it feels, how your relationship has changed, and even your relationship with your body and how you approach that. Yeah, it's been such a wild ride. I was I was really reflecting on it the other day. I was reading to Coco at bedtime and she was trying to sit in my lap and it's getting more uncomfortable as my belly grows. And there's a line in her book that was just like something about like, I wanted you more than you ever will know. And I like, I always get emotional because I'm just like, gosh, if she only knew like how hard we fought for her, golly, we're getting one minute into the show and it's already beginning. And so it's just so crazy. Cause it's like something that I will never take for granted. And what I think is super, super interesting is like the path to motherhood, motherhood, the journey of it, every single piece of it holds its challenges. And when you're in one season, it's hard to be like, I remember just when I wanted so desperately to have a baby, seeing people complaining about like morning sickness and being like, I would do anything to have morning sickness because it means I'm pregnant. But I think what I've come to terms with a lot is that we as women often discount the challenges because we know someone out there has it worse than us. And I think that I've come to this like acceptance that like every season can hold these like blessings and challenges simultaneously. And one doesn't balance out the other. One doesn't take away from the other. So Coco will be three by the time this baby arrives or close to three. And Mm -hmm. it's just been such a wild journey. We had two losses leading up to her. It was a three-year process. And in that process, I, I both hated and came home to my body. And it was a long process of, of all of that. And this time around, I just trusted my body so much more. And I, I just believed because I knew what the outcome could be. But I also knew that even in those really heartbreaking seasons now, knowing what I know now it was worth it. And so being a little bit more open to like whatever happened. So it is wild having a companion with you constantly. It's like, Aww. you know, little <laughs> kicks and nudges and like mom time to eat kind of feelings, but um, it's wonderful too. Uh, coming home to your body, you know, what did, what did your journey leading up to that period look like as far as your relationship with your body and then to go through miscarriages and, just go through that challenge, that challenging season with your body. How have you taken those steps to come back? Yeah. So we had our first loss and I felt it was so crazy because I called my sister. We were in Hawaii when I found out I was pregnant. 
And I called my sister and I said the weirdest thing to her. And I said, oh my gosh, I just found out I'm pregnant. I can't believe it. And I said, if I lose this baby, we're going to share it because I have to give it meaning. And I, and my sister remembers being like, that is such a weird thing to say for someone who's never experienced that. And I think that was my first sense of mothering intuition maybe. But the first time we had a miscarriage I felt like there was purpose. I felt like God placed this loss in my life so that I could talk about it because it was such a stigmatized topic. Very few people talked about it. The second time I had written this redemption story in my head, right? Like God is good. And this baby came after this loss and all these things. And so after we had heard that heartbeat and then gone back to hear the news that there wasn't one, I was so angry. I was angry at God. I was angry at my body. And I remember having this moment the day that we found out that we had lost another pregnancy being like, something's wrong with me. Like there is something wrong. I'm not able to do what I'm supposed to do. What is wrong with me? And what's so wild is the journey of entrepreneurship and motherhood for me has been so deeply intertwined. And when I started to seek answers, I went to a naturopathic fertility doctor because I just believed in the core of my being that like my body is capable of this. And I know that's not the case for everyone by any means. I think science is so incredible, but I found out things like my cortisol levels were insane. I was always stressed. My body was in like fight or flight mode because of the way I was running a business. My adrenals were shot. I, I mean, there were so many things wrong because my body was screaming at me to slow down and, and to be still and to rest. And I wasn't listening to it. And I didn't listen to it until I had that compelling enough reason, which was this desire for motherhood to do that. And it took me so long to just trust my body. And I remember when I found out that I was pregnant with Coco, I started writing these letters to her and it was so it's wild for me to read them because it was like, are you there? Is this real? Like, can I believe that you're coming? And then the next one would be like, I feel it. Like, I know this is it. This is it. You're coming. And then, you know, and it's just such a mental roller coaster. But for me, the journey has been so much of like, and I think again, this goes in hand in hand with success is so often we think like, what, what do I want success to look like? instead of focusing on what do I want it to feel like? And I think for our bodies, so often we think, what do I want my body to look like? Instead of asking, how do I want my body to feel? And so that's been a very transformative shift for me that I've taken into pregnancy and motherhood. And I think it just changed a lot for me. Mm. That's huge. And I love the, the feeling shift because I've had that as well in the past year where I find myself pushing and, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to be there. I want to be as successful as this person, or I want to be expressed successfully in this way. And I have to constantly remind myself like, oh, in this moment, I'm deeply happy yeah. when I'm with my husband or when I'm with my friends or when I'm eating good food. I'm like, I have to remind myself that even with the simplest of situations, I'm deeply happy. Yeah. And if that is the end goal, I can live that end goal in the moment. But I really loved when you talk about the adrenals and your hormones, because I went through my own hormone um, journey myself. When you did that testing, what sort of changes did you have to like make in your life? Because you built your business on hustling and on hard work. So what sort of things did you do to allow yourself to make the shifts? Yeah, there was so much. It was such an eye-opening experience because I think a lot of times we 
tune out our intuition. We stop listening to our body. And I think a lot of times I looked at life, like almost like my body and spirit were separate, like that. They weren't this like integrated whole that could communicate as one. So I remember my doctor called with my cortisol results and she's like, what are you doing at nine in the morning? Your cortisol is flying up in the morning. And I was a really big CrossFitter at the time. And wow. I love CrossFit, but I am competitive by nature. I used to be a gymnast. Like I was five days a week, never took a single day off. And she was like, your body is like screaming and then it's crashing. And every single mm. day I would get home and I'd be so exhausted that I'd take a nap mm. and things like that. And she's like, you know, I think you need to start walking. I think you need to start doing yoga. <laughs> I think you need to meditate. Like, so simple shifts like that. I also found out I had a massive gluten intolerance and I was the Mac and cheese girl. Like yes. I literally yeah. was the Mac and cheese girl and it was devastating, but it was so funny because I literally went cold Turkey almost five years ago on gluten. Because again, my why was strong enough. I think I yes. realized that for a lot of the things that I wanted in my life, my why was always tied to what it looks like, what my body yes. looks like. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, this calling is so much bigger. Like, and so I cut out gluten. I cleaned up all of my products. I started like unplugging, like Drew and I do not sleep with cell phones in our bedroom. They're in our kitchen. Like, so just a lot of these things that are just like good for anyone, like reducing your caffeine, reducing alcohol, like where it's like, I look at that now and I'm like, man, I'm so grateful that I dug into my health in that way because I have a, a deeper understanding, but a deeper admiration for our bodies. Yeah. And it also just absolutely transformed the way that I work. And I, I look at that season of waiting of those three years and I can now see that it was exactly what I needed to be working in the sense of not hustling, but in creating the type of life I wanted that supported the type of mother I wanted to be. Mm. Yeah. That happened to a dear friend of ours too, where she had a really hard time getting pregnant. And in that time was able to really set herself up for a pregnancy that is like a pregnancy and then post-pregnancy of her dreams. And it was yes. just really beautiful to see that. And I know that's true for you too. Yeah. And just that like pushing and then crashing or the marathons that we put ourselves through for a particular goal. I just feel like that's so, so real and so rewarded, Yes, you know, mm -hmm. in our industries and just across industries, actually, mm -hmm. like if you're staying up until two in the morning, it's like good for you. Mm -hmm. Like you get a badge of honor at work, you get the promotion, what have you. So, you know, I think it just sounds like it's been such a gift. I'm actually curious, probably selfishly, like for you as a business owner transitioning into more ease, more play, more space, more maybe time away from the business. How have you done that effectively? And has it been something that's caused you anxiety? Has it been easy? What has been the experience? Yeah, it's crazy. I was just telling Drew last night that I now have the trust in myself to pump the brakes and trust that I know where the gas pedal lies. And I think that for so many women, we believe that our success is a fluke or that we're going to miss our big break or that mm. the world is going to see our momentum slow down and believe that we stopped or we failed or we were never successful in the first place. 
And I think that what's so beautiful is I trust myself to figure it out when I'm ready to now. Whereas before, I think I forced myself to figure things out fast and to keep moving and to not slow down. And so it's been amazing. I, I feel like I literally had to train myself how to rest. Like we train ourselves to learn new marketing strategies. We train ourselves to do better in our career. We train ourselves in every area of life, whether it's athletics or things, but we convince ourselves that we're incapable of resting. And it's almost like I needed like a couch to 5k program and learning how to rest where it was like five minutes a day, then maybe it was like 5k to couch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Yeah. You want and the couch like method. I, I needed that. And it, I had tricked myself into believing that like I was just incapable of resting. And it's amazing now what balance looks like in boundaries, because when I hear people say things like I worked until 2am to me, now it signals like something's out of whack or like, yes. you're not working on the right things or like you're lacking boundaries. And so it's funny because I don't glorify that anymore. And I think that my secret sauce is like where the woo meets the work. Like I believe in like, you know, power of intention and manifestation, but I also believe in work and like, how do we spiritually like take care of ourselves while doing work that is meaningful and purposeful and kind of finding the identities both in the work, but outside of the work. And so it's been amazing because I think a lot of us hold these visions for our futures. Like for me, my vision of like becoming a mom was like being a present mom and like being the type of mom who like, you know, puts her daughter to bed every night, wakes her up every morning. And like, I am that mom. I start work later. I watch baby shark in the middle of the day. Like there's things that where it's like, but this is it. Like, this is why we worked so hard to do this. And so I don't feel guilt at all working at a slower pace. My business really hasn't changed all that much. I just am better at asking for help. And then I think too, I'm just at a place where I'm like, I'm trusting that I can coast a little bit or I can pause a little bit. And when, and if I'm ready to go full steam ahead, the world is waiting. Mm. Yeah. I think at the beginning too, you were definitely speaking to fears that I have, you know, as a business owner, it's like, if we stop, it'll all go away. Yes, We're becoming irrelevant. You know, that sort of yes. thing is so real. I think mm -hmm. in the business that we're in, but it is beautiful when you are an entrepreneur for a little bit longer than previous, you know, Lindsay and I've been in the game for six years now, you realize that there are seasons yes. and now I can sort of look back to the seasons where I'm like, oh, wow, year two was an interesting season. Like year yeah. four brought these things. So for you in your life, what sort of season are you in both professionally and personally? Yeah, I think I'm in a season of shifting. So I think that I am in a very transformative season. I was telling someone the other day, like, I don't want to be the Instagram expert forever. In fact, like there are things where you become known as something and it becomes part of your Mac identity. And cheese, girl. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I I am ready to like give up that title to someone who devotes their time to the platform because I am no longer that person. So I feel like I'm definitely shifting and I feel like right now, looking at the world that we're in, women are just in this place where they're questioning, like, am I in alignment? Is this career what I want? Am I going in the direction that is actually meant for me? And I feel like, I mean, there's so many women leaving the workforce there. One in four people are looking for other jobs. Like I think that 2020 shook us in a way that was like, what do you want? Like get quiet enough with yourself the world has paused. What is it that you're working towards? And so 
it's just so interesting because I think that I have found this balance of doing something I love, making a great impact, but also having a life and living it and not for show, not for things like we went on a trip earlier this year for two months and people didn't even know we were gone. And I think that, you know, having that protective boundary of like letting people in to connect, but also preserving your life has been something that I've learned and and something that I'm evolving into and like wanting to invite women into that space too, because I think our identities continue to shift. And I think that it's really easy to get lost in those identities and just stay there because it's safe and comfortable. A brand new year. I'm not even sure how we got here so fast, but I am wildly grateful for another year with this podcast and of course with you. In this season of new beginnings, making a lasting impact on our businesses and customers is more important than ever. If you haven't already implemented a CRM platform into your business, well, now is the time. CRM or customer relationship management is at the heart of turning your side hustle into your success story and your customers into your fans. Reach your customers wherever, whenever with ease, thanks to HubSpot's intuitive visual workflows and bot builders. You'll create scalable automated marketing campaigns across email, social media, web, and customer chat so that your customers hear your messages loud and clear. A HubSpot CRM platform adapts your content for multiple device types so your customers have a great experience no matter where they're viewing it. Learn more about how you can transform your customer experience with a HubSpot CRM platform at HubSpot.com. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I think you're such a way shower for that. And I'm just really thankful because I, I do think that especially women and we're all on social media, most for the most part, whether it's for business or personal. And there is like this anxiety, this low level anxiety that exists around like being relevant, whether it's to family and friends or to a bigger platform. And so to give that permission or to model that I think is really, really impactful. At least it is for me. I'm curious, you know, your relationship with your husband. We talked about this off air a little bit. I just loved 
when you spoke about that conversation that you had, when he decided to be a stay at home dad full time, and you were going to quote, like go to work and, and run your business. And I'm curious, like what that experience was like, both for you, for him. And then also, did you have any like pushback judgment? Was there any like friction there? Yeah. So my husband and I are celebrating 10 years this year of marriage, which is wild. We got married when we were 23. Wow. Um, So yeah, we were babies out of college and it's so cool because we've really like transformed into who we are. I mean, at the time I had zero entrepreneurial pursuits or desires and it's so interesting because he his career path was like, he just never could find his place. And like, he was in sales. So he sold wine. He sold billboards. He sold cell phones. He sold insurance. He could sell anything. I mean, he could sell ice to an Eskimo. He's great. (laughs) He's so charismatic. And what's so interesting is when we, we were on this vacation in Hawaii, it was like our once in a lifetime that became many times in a lifetime after we experienced it. And I remember asking him, like, if you could do anything, what would you do? And he said, be a stay at home dad. And it was shocking to me because for the first five years of our marriage, we never had any desire for children. We were very, we didn't envision it. We loved our freedom. We loved just the two of us. We loved the simplicity. And so once that desire had been kind of put on both of our hearts separately, when we went through the miscarriages, it was so devastating, not just for me on a personal level, but also feeling like I was dropping the ball on his dream, right? Like in order for him to be a stay at home dad, I need to be able to have a baby. And so it was really, I think I carried a lot of that burden of like holding him back from his dream, knowing that our lives and my business could support that vision, but it almost felt like we were stuck in this, like in between while we were in that season of waiting where we knew what his desire was, but it was like, you can't not do anything while we're waiting. Like you still got to work and do something. And so when Coco came along and everything, it was so unique to figure out these roles and to figure out what it looks like. And for babies, really, they do need their mom a lot, especially if you're nursing. And so it was like, interesting being like, well, what can you do to support right now? Because really she just needs my boobs. Um, but then, you know, as she got more independent, I remember she was six weeks old and I got a call to go to this mastermind. And I just had this feeling in my gut that I needed to go. And it was terrifying. I mean, I had zero plans to leave this new baby and my mom and drew were like, you need to go. Like you need to do this. Like I just, you, they really encouraged me. And it was like two days that I was gone, but I like was so terrified by it. And it was so cool because I came home and he just had this confidence and he was telling me what their new schedule was. And like, just this like ownership of like, Oh, and that was the first glimpse that I got of like, wow, this is like what it is. And it's been amazing because the more that he stepped into that role and owned it, the more that we respected each other's position. And I think my biggest thing in life is like, I get so much external validation and recognition because of my job, because of my career, because of the internet, how can I pass those same feelings onto him as he's behind the scenes, right? No one sees that work. No one sees the million stories he reads or the way that he makes a race car track for her trike, like those kind of things. And so, yeah, it's been really special. And I think too, 
her entire life, we've never had help outside of the home. So it has literally just been the three of us. And I, I love that because we just have so many memories together and like, it's just, it's awesome. So yeah, it's beautiful. And I think the funniest thing that happens is like, whenever we meet people and we share like a little bit about our life or like that, we split our time between places or things. They always look to him and say, well, what do you do? Assuming that he's the breadwinner. And he's like, I stay at home and watch this little girl. And then he like points to me and does like a little wink. And it's like, we always have this inside joke of like, we got this. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I love that. How do you make him feel special and how do you, you know, is it in your communication or how do you show that you love him and adore him and sort of pass that along? Like, what are some actionable things that you do? Yeah. I mean, so we are, we are weird. Like I, I sometimes like last night we went, we go to bed together every single night at the same time. Like we're the type of people that you yeah. need double sinks. Cause you're brushing your teeth side by side. <laughs> so like every night we read like a devotional together, we say what we're thankful for. We just spend that time and we create those routines. So it's just a part of our lives, but every single day I try to just acknowledge something. Like I see it. It doesn't even have to be like, thank you for bringing the garbage out. (laughs) Thank you Mm -hmm. for swinging by the bank today. And I remember somebody saying once like the secret to a marriage is not like keeping score. Like you guys are on the same team. Like you're batting for the same team. You're when you're tapping each other in and out, it's because you're going towards that same goal. And so I just always try to recognize those little things. And we like, sometimes I'll stand outside of her room if it's like a tough nap time and she doesn't want to go to bed like holding a beer and just joking like here you deserve this like let's go but yeah I think it's just it's just being open and if I'm not recording something I'm always available if they need me but just seeing what they do and what goes into that as your partner I think Mm. is just like I see that and I think just knowing somebody's paying attention in that way is so special Mm. it's so beautiful so, so beautiful. And it's so, it's so cool to see him, you know, on your Instagram sometimes. Like I just, and it's so felt, it's like so felt that he's so present that he's also just so proud of you. Yeah. That is truly, truly felt so happy for you guys. Is he excited for number two? Like, yeah. is he already strategizing yes. how he does like, this? Yeah. Yeah. Last <laughs> routine dinner. My mom watched Coco and we went to the pizza place where we catered pizza at our wedding. So when we were 23, we had Amazing. zero dollars. So we had pizza at our wedding because we paid for our wedding. And so last night we actually went to the pizza place that catered our wedding, which was so nostalgic. And we were saying, I was like, okay, with this baby, like I'll get up in the middle of the night, but you got to get up with Coco. And then like, we'll tag team. And I was like, as long as we can like give Coco focus time each day, like, and so it's like, we're strategizing and I, I think I'm just going into it. I think the craziest thing about motherhood is amnesia. You forget about pregnancy. You forget about birth. You forget about, you forget (laughs) about it all. That's why you keep doing it. So I'm like, oh, this baby, they just sleep all the time. It'll be totally fine. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. It's, I love thinking about your wedding when you guys are so young, you know, it's, you were totally different people. And I feel like you've done a great job of evolving into these multiple roles, you know, photographer, you were in the corporate world. Now you're business owner, CEO. And it feels like from the outside that you're never like with your heels dug in resisting the evolution of who you are. So what's that been like? And how do you support your own evolution without being scared? Yeah. 
I think it's like, there's this fluidity of like, I am me and the world can give me titles or I can give myself titles, but like, I want to keep growing and evolving. I think that's the point of living. And there definitely have been times where it's been hard, like leaving the corporate world where you have like a super long title that sounds impressive to the world and shifting into the entrepreneurial space where you feel like you have to prove that it's not just a hobby was super hard for me. Like, I just remember being like, I'm a wedding photographer. I do 25 weddings a year. And like, what am I hanging my hat on at different parts of the journey? And I think sometimes it's like, why do I need to convince someone of my worth? Like, you know, like, it's, it reminds me of like when people, when I was pregnant with Coco, people would always say, is that your first? And I always felt this guilt around saying yes, because I had had two other pregnancies, but I started to learn, do they really need to know that? Are they invested in this process? And I think Mm -hmm. that it kind of taught me of like, my story is my own. My worth is my own. My title is my own. And so if I can see an integrity with that, then I think that's what the process is. But One of the things that I've learned as a leader, quote unquote, is that like leading is while you're in progress. Like I think a lot of times leaders wait to show up until they're an expert or they have all the answers, but I think taking people on the evolution is part of the invitation. And so, you know, I think that this next year I'm going to absolutely transform even more. And I think that my brand will transform, the business will transform, but I'll transform as a human And I'm excited about it because I just think like, imagine when you were a kid and you had like a play box with like all the different costumes you could wear. And like Mm -hmm. within 20 minutes, you could have like 10 different outfits on. It's kind of like life is this adventure and like, let's play dress up and let's try things until they work and let's ditch them when they stop fitting and let's stop holding on to jeans that fit us 10 years ago and like Mm -hmm. be comfortable where we're at. And so I think identity is something I've been exploring a lot lately of just like, where is it found? Who gives it to me? What is it communicating and why do I care? You know, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if I have any of those answers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That really, that really hits our coach Aaron Rose the other week said something that really stuck with me that relates to this. And he said, you don't owe anyone continuity just kind of in the story of your life. Like, I think we can be so obsessed with it making sense because yes. we're thinking about the questions that we're going to be getting from people or the eyes or the judgments or the projections. And it's so liberating when, yeah, you treat it like the adventure that it is, mm-hmm. Yes, you know, yes. I'm curious, you know, I see you as such a, such an iconic creator And I know that in our business, we find it challenging sometimes to find that just bubble where we can create and be ourselves and kind of go really far in the creation without thinking about who's going to see it. Is this too much? Is this too weird? But I do think that the responsibilities of running a business and managing people can be I don't know, just kind of like thwarting that creative flow. So I'm curious, like how you pull up and out and create that creative time for yourself and what that looks like. I think it's so hard. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, especially when you create a business around something you're passionate about, and then you find yourself leading others. It's like, none of us went to boss school, right? Like Mm -hmm. I wish there was a boss school because I need it, but 
it's funny because I think a lot of times for me, I think the biggest shift was recognizing that I was trying to be both the visionary and the integrator in my business and that I couldn't do both. And I think a lot of times as founders, we are the person behind the vision, but to get that vision off the ground, we have to be the people doing every single thing. And so when you get the right team in place that allows you to continue moving forward while you can see that bird's eye vision that maybe other people don't understand or can't get or can't see, it can totally transform things for you. So I think the biggest thing is, is learning to ask for help. And I think as a proud person, so often we can do everything. Like I, I can do every piece of my business, but I shouldn't, and, and I'm not needed to. And I've recognized that asking for help is actually giving someone a gift to yes. use their strengths. And so it's like pride held me like white knuckling my business for so long. And when I finally loosened the grip and like opened my hands to what's possible, I started to see that like the things I dread someone else loves and I can create jobs and I can create opportunities and I can create ownership so that it's not just a me, but it's a we, but for creativity, like I even told Drew the other day, like I miss my little mini work travel trips that I did a lot before COVID. And I was like, I have not been alone literally in like a year and a half. And I I told him, I was like, I like need to book a hotel room for like two nights, even in this city, just to like have that quiet time and that alone time to IDA and create and ask myself those questions and stuff. And so it is interesting because I think as creative beings, like when we have an idea, we get obsessed, right? Like we, we just, we want to push it. And as digital creators, it's even easier to get caught up in that because we can get that immediate feedback. We can, you know, just push something out into the world super fast, but I'm kind of learning to like go slower and like, just pause and like check myself. Like if I need immediate feedback on something, it's probably not a creation that I'm meant to be doing right now. Mm -hmm. Like I need to create things just for the sake of creating and playing. And so trying to take a note from my daughter who we were playing with like kinetic sand this morning. It's like magnetic sand. It's the best. Lindsay had some, she's like, touch this. I'm like, what? I love it. It's It's the best stress. Yes. Honestly, things like let's just play for the sake of playing. And I think that having a toddler really teaches you that, which is beautiful. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive membership sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi 
Wasabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's you know, actually your integrator, I know you have an integrator on your team. And that was something that really inspired Lindsay and I, because we were, we were totally in that mentality of being the visionaries and then having to bring all of the ideas down and tell all the team. And we just hired online business managers, two of them who are amazing. And it's really thanks to that inspiration from you. And oh my gosh, life changing, unreal. Life changing. (laughs) Literally. Literally. And the biggest thing you said too, is I had to remember like with each person that we hire on our team, like I would have loved to have the opportunity to work for a mission led heart centered business, like, oh my gosh. And so when we hire people or have people support us, it's not only beneficial to us, but it is to them too in their future. And, you know, they can see a better way, but you mentioned 2020 and, you know, last year was just such an interesting time. What are some of the things that you really learned from that year in personal life and in business? Yeah. I mean, there's so much from 2020 that I want to just keep with me and I'm like not ready to lose. I think that one, our true characters came out 
from all the statements that we've said in the sense of when life slows down, I'll do X, Y, or Z, or when I have time, I'll do X, Mm -hmm. Y, or Z. Did you do those things? Because guess what? Life did slow down and life handed you this opportunity on a platter of time, whether it was time saved from commuting, time not traveling, like there's, you know, so that really, I think challenged a lot of people who say, you know, someday I'll do this. That was a great opportunity. So I really loved that. We spent a lot of time. So we have a place that's tucked away in the woods, way Northern Minnesota. It's like two and a half hours away from a Walmart, Target, McDonald's, like it is unincorporated middle of nowhere. And, uh, we just had this blessed opportunity to, kind of like fall in love with nature again. I would not have called myself like a nature girl by any stretch of the imagination. I now have hiking boots. I bike like, so we just kind of explored our own backwoods in a beautiful way. But I also think the biggest gift 2020 gave us was just awareness. I think that so many of us have lived in our own bubbles. We have always like, I have always been someone that has been very defensive to feedback because I know my Mm. intention. Mm -hmm. And I think that integrity and intention and action all kind of came together and came to a head too, when looking at like, how are people being true leaders? And like, what does that look like? And one of the biggest mistakes I found that I had made early in my business that so many business owners are still making is that I had identified an ideal client and I had created for her for a decade. And that ideal client looked exactly like myself. Mm. She was just me a few years ago. And I think it's a natural mistake. I think it happens. But when you are creating for that one person, you are leaving out so many opportunities for different voices, different perspectives, different histories, And so it was very eye-opening for me as someone who, you know, believed and thought she was inclusive to really look at like, how do we walk the walk and what does that look like? And so it was an awakening like for myself, it was an awakening for our community. It was, it was a lot. And I think that there's so much from being under a microscope in, in a way that a leader is that makes you really look at yourself and, and, you know, ask those hard questions. So there's so much from 2020 Mm -hmm. that I think was blessings wrapped in a pandemic, uh, that was absolutely challenging and heartbreaking for so many, but there are things that I definitely want to take out of it. And I loved having a clear calendar with no social, no events, no events. I know we, there is a little bit of anxiety around events right now where I'm like, I know I had a friend who did an event the other night and was like, we come to my event. And I was like, I don't want to break the seal. I'm so (laughs) sorry. I love you so much. I'm going to give you all of the love, but I don't want to break the seal. I really can't go to an event right now. Mm -hmm. It's just, and I think what you said really struck about the ideal client, because that's something that we've changed in the past year or so with our podcast clients is talking about our ideal client. I remember years ago, I was listening to a podcast and they're like, describe what they look like in detail. And now it's less about describing what they look like, but what they are interested in, what they feel like they're curious, they're passionate. They're, you know, all of these descriptors outside of how they look, which is the old model and leveraging and transitioning into the new model of like, what are they interested in and what are they like as a person? Yes. Yeah. I think it's like, we should be creating with an ideal community in mind because community is what makes us grow. And Mm -hmm. I don't want the same chorus of voices at the table anyways. And so 
I think it's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And I think for so many people, it was just like, how do we do better? And like, how do we just continue evolving and Mm -hmm. learning? And so it's sad that it took so much for us to get there. But I think, you know, once you see it, if you don't take action, then that speaks more in your leadership than anything else, you know? Yeah. And just last thought on that too. I'm kind of thinking about, you know, the evolution of the internet. It's like when we were growing up, we didn't have the internet. So we were essentially creating for the people that were immediately around us. So it actually makes sense that through evolution, now we have to think globally and from a communal perspective, that's a lot larger than Mm -hmm. ourselves. And so it's like, it's, it's horrible the way that people had to be thoughtful about inclusivity in a way that they weren't. But in a way for me, it makes sense that people would have thought most of their life to create for the people that were immediately around them. And from a historical perspective, and then have to transition to being more thoughtful and inclusive from like a global perspective. It's sort of the nature of how the internet's evolved and how to, how we engage with the internet. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I see you as someone who really can spot trends and really like usher people into new digital trends, ages. And I just find that so fascinating and a true gift. What are you feeling right now? 2021 into 2022, Mm. whether it's on Instagram or other platforms and how, how we can really leverage it for good. I think that people are like craving more real life. And I think what was so cool about last year was that it kind of evened the playing field. Like no one was out and about, no one was on (laughs) trips. No one was at the fancy dinners. It was like, we were all at home. Celebrities are at home. It's like those old newspapers where it's like celebrities. They're just like us. They put their own gas. And like, (laughs) it was like, no, we're all the same right now. Like we're facing, I think what was so unique about it is like for the first time in our lifetimes and hopefully the only time the world is collectively sharing an experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like when we look at like digital trends and stuff, it's like more honesty, less filters, like more here and now, like one thing that I, I want to do more of, I need, it's like on my list that's been on my list forever. It's just like, just showing more like iPhone photos and things like that. Like it's, it's so as a photographer, it's been so ingrained <laughs> in me. That's so Jenna. Like, <laughs> to like, I know. Be like in the moment on iPhone, I'm going to put that on my to-do list. Yeah. You like well, bring it back to the to-do list. <laughs> well, and I'm like, I'm just so used to like produced be- like yes. beautiful graphics. Cause sure. I was a photographer. So it's like quality. I like have ingrained that. And I'm like, you know, people just love to see like the real, And so I love that. And I also just think there's this influx of women who are questioning what they want to do, if they want to create their own economies online, where they want to go. If, you know, being like focusing on motherhood is their calling right now. Do they have the permission to do that? Do they have the ability to do that? So I just feel like we're in this awakening that I think is super exciting. And I think it will redefine a lot of like how we look at womanhood entrepreneurship, business, career. I just think there are a lot of conversations that are happening that are exciting where people are really exploring all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The level playing field. I didn't realize that till things started opening up. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm now going to be worried about if I'm invited to this event or speaking at this thing or this conference is going on. And I was like, oh, I felt that moment of, oh my gosh, these opportunities to compare myself mm-hmm will be presented again. And I will be comparing myself potentially to other business owners who are 
speaking at this, doing this retreat, you know, doing all these things. And I was like, wow, I forgot how, how refreshing that was to have that moment where you did feel like, okay, we're all doing this thing. We all have this time. We all have this space. And it's, you want to know my hack for that though? Tell me more. I have the best hack for that. Whenever you start. So I, I caught myself in this and I think about it all the time. So when I was a wedding photographer, I remember seeing this person posting these wedding photos that happened in Paris. And I was like, oh my gosh, I would die to shoot a wedding in Paris. Oh, my land is so amazing. She's so lucky. And then I was like, wait, let me think about this. So she had to fly for 12 hours. Yeah. She had to switch time zones. She had to haul her gear through an airport. She had to navigate the public transit system. She had to get up in a time zone that's totally different than hers. She had to protect her gear on the way back, go through security, like reverse engineering what it takes for someone to get that end result that you envy. A lot of times makes me negate those feelings because I'm like, (laughs) I am not willing to do any of those things. So therefore, why do I even want this Paris thing? Or like when I just really think about like what that person did, because now we know when we see this end product, how much work goes into it. It allows me to reverse engineer anything that makes me feel a certain way and be like, Am I willing to do that? If I am, go freaking do it and be just like her. But 99.9% of the time, I'm like, no, I don't want to do any of those things. That end result is no longer shiny to me. That's why I feel like sometimes like seeing when we look online at, because there's a lot of body conversation that happens online. You look at bodies and I think I'm like, wow, every day she's making an effort towards that body. (laughs) Like every meal is an effort towards that body in every macro. Am I willing to do that? No, no, exactly. I'm like, wow, absolutely not. I cannot do that one day. And so it's, it is that I've I've had that conversation. I'm like, I know how much effort that takes. And that is not something I want to commit to doing. Yeah. It's also like maybe potentially produces more respect for that person rather than just like, ugh, that's fact. I wish I was them. It's like, whoa, damn. Yes. I'm like every day you're choosing and you're living that choice. (laughs) You're eating chicken and eggs. Congratulations. (laughs) Good for you. Amazing. Oh man, this has been so so fun. I'm so grateful. Yeah. As always, I feel like this is like the perfect timing that we're, yeah, we're connecting. And I feel so blessed that it's just during a time in your life that is really exciting. And we get to see you, you know, we, we've been looking to you for years just as inspiration, both in business and, you know, how you create this life for yourself that you really truly enjoy. What are you looking forward to most as you continue kind of this nesting period before baby number two? I love, so one thing I didn't expect with Coco is, so I worked so that I could have a maternity leave. So it always gets a little crazy pre-baby because it's like, we're batching content for like three months in advance, Yes, but there's something so beautiful about not having to work. And what it was so funny is when I had Coco, I was so bored. You guys, I did not expect that. So I was like, there's nothing for me to do. She sleeps 20 hours a day. I love this, but like, I also need to like use my brain in a way that's not calculating which boob I fed on last time. (laughs) So this time around, I'm so excited to work ahead and not have to work. But if I want to work, create opportunities for me to just flex that muscle and to strengthen it while nurturing this baby and being a mom. And I think 
I'm such a like all or nothing person and I'm learning that there can be this shade of gray that's beautiful. And so how I can create that in a way that honors both the mother and me and also the CEO and the, the founder in me, I'm really excited about that. So I'm doing all mm. of the must-haves ahead of time, but I'm leaving space for like whatever comes in that new season and there's zero pressure on it, but I'm not going to say like, I cannot work. I have to not work. And if I want to, I can, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I feel like being a mom forces you to be like, okay, there has to be a gray area. Yeah. And like, There's I have between on yes, everything. Like I have to exist in this or. Yeah. And I think that's, what's so beautiful about it is those lessons that you get without even trying within none it, of it is like, all or nothing, which yes. is so beautiful. And you're not all mom and no CEO and you're not the other way around. It's like, And there's no such thing as balance. I think there's just presence. If I'm working, I want to be present in my work. And if I'm mothering, I want to be present in my mothering. And when you remove that idea of balance or that you have to be both parts, it's like, just be present where you are and you're going to do beautiful things. And I think that works for any season that you're called into, which is awesome. Mm. That is such a great place to end. This has been so amazing. And we're so grateful we were also on Jenna's show. So make sure you guys listen to that episode. And I think everyone knows where to find you. Everyone probably knows you, but I would love to just share what you have going on, what they can look forward to from you, even if you're out. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Jenna Kutcher and all of my stuff is there as well as my website, which I love my website. We have the same web designer. Mm-hmm. So we love her. So if you go to jennacutcher.com, you can be connected with everything. And then of course, I love the gold digger podcast. We drop two episodes per week. It is the top marketing podcast on iTunes. So if you love hearing about business and strategy, but also just motherhood and reality and life, it is a place where you are welcome. And I would love to have you come over and listen. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. All right, guys, we'll see you soon. (laughs) Bye. Okay. That was an actual blast. I am so grateful that Krista and Lindsay welcomed me to the Almost 30 podcast and let me share about motherhood and entrepreneurship and all of those experiences with their community. I honestly think 2020 will be the year of Jenna Kutcher on more podcasts for sure. If you loved this conversation, Krista and Lindsay have so many interesting, thought-provoking guests on their show. So follow along with Almost 30 on Instagram at Almost30Podcast and tune in to their other episodes wherever you listen to Gold Digger. Till next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs, 
We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. 